When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. everyone, Gabby here. And I'm Brenna. And welcome to the Mystery of Everything podcast. Hey everybody, I'm Brenna. And I'm Gabby. On today's episode, spontaneous human combustion. I'm so excited for this. You have no idea because I feel like sometimes I get so angry I could spontaneously combust. And I just want to know if that's true. I was uh, nervous about this whenever I started researching. Like, I was excited about it. But then on one hand, I had mixed emotions because I was like, oh, this is going to be super interesting. and I'm excited to learn. But then I panicked thinking, like, can I spontaneously combust at any point in time? Is this another thing I'm going to have to worry about? Because I tend to obsess over stuff all the time. So surprisingly, I only fixated on it for a day. And then it went away. Which is good. But for 24 hours, I was like, I could explode at any point in time. The good news is usually there's good explanations. Like there was standing close to that open can of gas. So, you know, something. But see, in a lot of the stories you read, which we're going to get into, at first glance, you would be like, holy shit, they spontaneously combusted. Like you wouldn't think, oh, there's another reason behind this. You would look at it and be like, oh. Their insides just decided to go boom one day. But, Enough um, methane could probably <laughs> pull it off. <laughs> oh my gosh. But after I did research, my final thought is I don't believe in spontaneous human combustion, which is saying a lot because that? I'm normally the person that, I, I mean, I believe in fairies, but I don't believe in spontaneous human combustion. I'm speechless. Like, guys, if you can see my face right now, I just looked at her like, what? Yeah, normally, normally I am the one who's like, science, what is science? I'm all for this. But yeah, this one I actually, I don't know if you'd call it debunked, but I feel like by the end of it, most of you will agree that spontaneous human combustion is not a thing. Okay, now I need to know why. Let's go. All right, let's dive into it. So what exactly is spontaneous human combustion? In a nutshell, it's when a person inexplicably bursts into a ball of fire. (laughs) Why did you word it like that? You could have said anything. You'd be like, a person goes up in flames. But nope, ball of fire. (sighs) No, they burst into a ball of fire. So this happens instantaneously and without warning. One minute they're there and then the next minute they're engulfed in flames or their body chunks are spread out across the room. Well, when you word it like that, now I am like, oh my God, what if I... No, like when I tell you for, it was only 24 hours, but like even driving my car, I was like, this is it. But would that be a terrible way to go? Because you You wouldn't know. know. No, like one minute you're there, the next minute you're gone. If spontaneous human combustion is real, that is, it would happen so quickly that you didn't feel anything. You didn't know what was going on. So although this is something that we don't exactly worry about in our everyday lives, in the 1800s, it was quite the concern. There are around a dozen instances in literature before the 1900s that describe people exploding into flame. So if you read like Mark Twain, Charles Dickinson, Herman Melville, I feel like we talked about him recently. Moby Dick. Yeah, we did talk. Yeah, about we did talk about him recently. But there's many other authors that have all mentioned spontaneous combustion, even if not directly by that name. And it's also seen in movies, TVs, comics. I mean, superheroes that can ignite their entire bodies within seconds, like the Human Torch. 
Although not quite as gruesome as what I think of when I think of this topic. Human Torch was hot. Like, do you remember the old Were one? Were you about Chris to Evans? say the Human Torch was hot? Yeah. But <laughs> absolutely intended. Like, that man was the, on fire. Last time we went on a tangent talking about who was hot, it got cut out of the yeah. episode. <laughs> Guys, we do that a lot. Last time, I'm not joking. Last, last time episode, it was about Freud. Yeah, Freud, the German Freud on Netflix. I mean, we went into like a 15 minute. And James just went absolutely the fuck not. Thank you, James. <laughs> Which it was it was for the greater good. No one you don't want us to go on for fifteen minutes about who's hot and who's not. Cause then I started talking about the Hunger Games and it just spiraled. Yeah. Which the Hunger Games, the new Hunger Games movie, that guy's banging. But anyway, <laughs> so before we dive into the scientific reasoning for spontaneous human combustion. Let's look at some examples of times where people thought that spontaneous combustion could be responsible for the loss of someone. That is a mouthful. That spontaneous was. human combustion. That is a lot. Anyways, the first rep- reported case that we know of was in Milan in the late 1400s. So a knight by the name of Polinus Vorstius. That's going to, I mean, that's you the best guess. Yeah, we hope that's what, right. But he was said to have burst into flames in front of his parents. So Polinus apparently had consumed a lot of alcohol and he supposedly burped out fire after a few glasses of very strong wine. You say this as I'm drinking bourbon, like straight <laughs> bourbon on the rocks. Um, I need you to test the theory. There's no rocks in that at all. They're gone. Like they're gone. It's been sitting out for a while. But, you and um, my sister are weird. Wow. Who could do that? Combust? I'm going to move this heater back. So we are going to dive into it, but alcohol does, I I mean, it is a thing. Like all the stories they were drinking. God. Anyways. um, Yeah. We're going to look at some examples. We are looking at our examples. (laughs) I'm not even drinking right now. That's all gab. Next up into the 18th century. Sober citizens and churchgoers love to harp on the evils of alcohol abuse, which supposedly could cause a person to randomly burst into flames. <laughs> I didn't come out here to be attacked. It makes sense. It does. I mean, I get it. You know, drink, drinking the devil. I've only heard of smoking the devil's lettuce, but you can drink the devil's syrup. That sounds naughty. I feel like, yeah. <laughs> Like, that is an innuendo if I've ever heard one. Drink um, the devil's syrup. Now I no. just don't want to drink this anymore. I have regrets. Whenever that was about to come out of my mouth. It- <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that's where it was headed. Uh, that's what she said. Anyways, so on the evening of June 20th, 1745. <laughs> Gabby, pull it together. I'm so sorry. On the evening of June 20th, 1745. Countess Cornelia Zangari de Bandi. Did I say that right? You nailed it. Of Sassena? Sassena of Verona. Verona. Burned to death. She was 62 years old. So she went to bed at a normal hour. But when the maid came in the following morning, she found the countess's corpse on the floor in the most dreadful condition. I'm saying this as a quote. At the distance of four feet from the bed, There was a heap of ashes. Her legs with the stockings on remained untouched and the head half burned lay between them. What? Nearly all the rest of the body was reduced to ashes. So her head was a little, this sounds very, her head was a little crispy. That sounds. Just ashes in the middle. Yeah. Was she soaked in kerosene? No. But that's uh, what we see with like a lot of the victims is there will still be body parts, but then there's a pile of ash. So like, I feel like one specific part of their body was exposed to flammable. You know, when you're using hairspray and they're like, oh, stay away from extremely flammable, which is so funny because I'm using hairspray right next to my like 400 something degree straightener. But. I mean, everybody does that. And they're I know. normally okay for the most part. But what about that one instance where someone is not okay? Also. There's a reason why those warning labels are there is because it happened at one point. The blow dryers. Have you seen all of those videos on TikTok where they're using like the Revlon, like the brush, which I would never use, by the way. So sorry. But the Revlon brush bursting into flames. No, I While they're doing their that. hair. And I had a Revlon brush, but my hair was too thick for it. So it 
broke after like three uses. And then after that, I saw people leaving reviews that were like, oh, it burst into flames. And I all I think of is the fucking hairspray. Like, what if you were using hairspray on your hair and it burst into flames? Spontaneous combustion, rather. Okay, so back to, um, what is her name? Cornelia. I love that name. I have it's a cousin. A name. Yeah, I have a cousin named Arthur Cornelius Edison. Oh, I didn't. Is I guess I shouldn't know. No, but his name is so fancy. Sorry, Arthur, if you're listening to this. I'm just telling everybody your name. But I love <laughs> his name. It sounds so intelligent. He sounds fancy. It sounds fancy. He's just a normal. We call him Ace because his initials are A-C-E. He's like, guys, I've outgrown that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So the bed was um, disturbed as if she had risen from it, but neither it nor any other item in the room showed any trace of fire. But again, tying into this, the Countess was a known drinker. What do you know? This is your Alcoholics Anonymous intervention. Is that what it is? It was one I glass of bourbon. You like that. It is a single glass of bourbon. I haven't had drinks all week because you saw my gains, right? I'm just saying. She did show me her arm before we started this episode. And let me tell you the definition in that thing. Girl, you are being so sweet right now. You do not got to. <laughs> what? It's crazy. Okay. So the next of our potential victims we're going to discuss is a Matilda Rooney. So ironic because Arthur's sister, my cousin Arthur, his sister's name is Matilda. Do you think that was on purpose or just that pleasant coincidence? What? The name is a pleasant coincidence. Matilda was first and then Arthur. Yeah. My cousins were like, you know what? Spontaneous human combustion. This is where they were getting ideas. I feel like maybe they were into it. If they're anything like you, they probably read something and were like, yep. That's that's the name. I'm going to have to ask him, but I don't think that's it. Okay, so Matilda. The year is 1885 in Seneca, Illinois. I think that's how you pronounce it, right? Seneca. It's Christmas Eve, and Matilda is spending the evening with her husband, Patrick, in their farmhand, John Larson. They've all been drinking a few drinks when John decides he's going to go upstairs and retire for the night. It sounds fancy when you say someone's going to retire for the night. Like, yes, let's cash out this 401k. (laughs) I'm going to retire for the evening. Anyways, so John recalls some point throughout the night, he woke up coughing so bad that he was having trouble catching his breath. But eventually he was able to fall back asleep. So now fast forward to Christmas morning. John wakes up and notices that there are black marks on his pillow that resemble soot. So he makes his way downstairs looking for Patrick and he finds him but he finds him dead in his bedroom. So he notices that Matilda isn't in there with Patrick. Matilda is nowhere to be found. It's said that later on in the evening, John is walking into the kitchen and finds a huge black hole in the floor, which, and when I say hole in the floor, I don't mean like like a gaping hole. I mean like a black ring, I suppose. But the black hole seems to contain the remains of a burnt human foot There is a pile of ashes in the middle of the hole, presumably what is left of Matilda Rooney. I have a question. Yes. Okay. So you know how a lot of these people have been drinking? Yes. What are people who have been drinking known the most for? Doing reckless shit, right? Yeah. Um, Are they just doing reckless shit with fire or accidentally dropping candles? Because this is around the time where people didn't necessarily have a lot of electricity. Like what if they're just walking around with a candle... I do that and I have electricity. Like, and even those you oil will catch lamps. me walking around with uh, candles. Where, where I'm from, we use kerosene lamps when I electricity goes out. Yep. And electricity went out a ton. And when you're pouring the kerosene into the little hole so with the lamp. She could have been going into the kitchen for something spills. with her candle. And then well, and let's say this fire gets hot enough. It could burn up any trace of, I, I don't know. I'm not like a but also firefighter. Like, what if she's know. like trying to refill her little lamp thing? And it spills. And then, you know, she drops But her. you would think there would be, well, this I don't was know. Before this was the in time 1885. Like yeah, this is studies. in 1885. So it very, I mean, that very well could be the case. I don't know. Just so, a thought. Yeah. <laughs> but I also have a few issues with John's story here because, like, why is there a supposed time gap between him finding John, the husband, and then finding Matilda? So a woman is missing. And her husband's dead in the bedroom and you don't check the kitchen until that afternoon. Uh, uh, That's not making sense to me. 
So there has been speculation throughout the years that John was responsible for her murder. But how did he start a fire, supposedly, strong enough to engulf an entire body without damaging the rest of the house? The estimated temperature that the fire reached that night was 2,500 degrees Fahrenheit, which I think, aren't we the only ones who use Fahrenheit? Oh, um, Is that a thing? I think so. maybe there's a few other countries, but I know the U.S. is just ridiculous We're weird. for no reason. Okay, so that is 1,400 degrees Celsius. I added that in there. I don't understand Celsius, but to, you're you know, a scientist. What do you mean? That, uh, gotcha. Uh huh. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Pulled a fast one on I you. grew up in a British colony, a former British colony. So I grew up with that system and then adjusted myself to this one. And I'm confused about both. All I know is sometimes I need a jacket. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All I know is it was fucking hot. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so why was there no sign of damage anywhere other than that spot? Also, I bet you're all wondering, like, how did Patrick die? Because I skipped over that. Well, Patrick died of smoke inhalation. In another room. In another room. This is on the same floor. Patrick was on the same floor. He died of smoke inhalation, which could also explain why Larson woke up in the middle of the night coughing. But Larson was upstairs and his door was closed. So that could make sense as to why he didn't die. The door being closed, but also smoke rises, right? Yeah, he rises. He rises. Smoke, smoke goes up. Yeah. But, um, this also, is the weird. house would have definitely smelled like fucking smoke if Patrick is in another room dying of smoke inhalation. Whenever John wakes up and comes downstairs, it's gonna smell like smoke. Yeah, this is not sounding on the up and up. Also, it's just his word against yeah, whose. It's his word. He's like, oh, I woke up coughing. I thought that was weird, but I went back to there, sleep. Yeah, like, there's soot on my pillow. Yeah, no, that's... Yeah, John's a uh-uh. little suspicious. John, you're a little suspicious. He was making stuff up. We can say that now because he's like long dead. So yeah, it's not like this is in those, the 1800s. You know, so we're not gonna legally, they're not gonna come for us. John, you're a little sus. You know the true crime people who are like, oh, he definitely did it. Allegedly. You gotta add allegedly in there with But well, this is the 1800s, guys. We're allowed yeah, to do that. So we're allowed to say it. John did it. Or I don't know. <laughs> it sounds know. like John allegedly it, John did it. John sounds sus. I will say that. So, you know, if, if John didn't do it, let's say John didn't do it, why did Matilda ex- explode? Could alcohol consumption play a factor in it? Yes. Local legends in her town said that she died because of divine retribution for being bold enough to drink so much on Christmas Eve. That is a good warning sign for everyone out there that if you're thinking about drinking this Christmas Eve, Christmas um, time is near. Don't do that. Just don't do it. Don't do it. If you have a farmhand doing it with you. I'm like super nervous because I'm surviving. Maybe first... John was, maybe John like had the hots for Matilda. I don't know. Why would he kill her though? If, if he loved I, her. Have you ever watched Scorned? It happens all the time. I've never watched Scorned, but I'm spending my first Christmas away from my family. I mean like 28 years, never spent a Christmas away from my family. Um, and I have Let's to go to dive into that. That's sad. family's house this year. So maybe I will have a glass of wine. If I spontaneously combust you guys, I'm so sorry. Brenna will carry this podcast for me. I won't. You better. Gabby's the only thing that gets me through. You should have <laughs> seen us at work. She's like a <laughs> human support system. Or I guess I could just say. I am so my brain was thinking animal. about. <laughs> no, my brain wanted to say my support dog. And then I was like, that is not it could come appropriate. Opti- the optics might be off. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> okay, next person on the list. Um, Mary Reeser. Also, I added pictures for this one. I'm going to put them on Instagram whenever I like post. Yeah, I'll post it to our Instagram. The pictures for Mary. It's her fucking leg. You can see Mary's leg if you Google it. If Just you want to Google it. Yeah, there's nothing attached. It's just the bottom half. You see a calf. You see 
Yeah. Go to our Instagram if you want. If you don't want to see guys scooping up Mary's ashes and Mary's leg just chilling there vibing, then do not go to our Instagram because I will post it there. Or you could just Google it if you're curious. But um, yeah. So you will see men cleaning up the scene of a crime. If it was a crime scene, I don't really know because I don't know. There Was there foul play? Who knows? Moving on. Mary Reeser, or some might know her as Cinder Lady, because that's what the newspaper during that time period called her was Cinder Lady. That is so disrespectful. Yeah, is that disrespectful? Yeah. I feel like you couldn't do that in 2023. It almost sounds like a superhero name, though. Cinder Lady. Only she lived, though, and she did something badass. She did not. No, she did not live. Like, I would love to be called Cinder Lady if I weren't dead. Instead of the Human Torch, Cinder Lady. Maybe she's the Human Torch's girlfriend. I'm just really obsessing about Chris um, (laughs) Evans. Sorry. Okay, so Mary was a woman residing in St. Petersburg, Florida. That's where I might live one day. Stop it. Shout out to St. Petersburg, Florida. Or and also the other St. Petersburg too. <laughs> the way Russia? that I, the way, yeah, the way that I said Florida afterwards made me seem like I was like hardcore against all other St. Petersburgs. I'm not. Whatever you say. Okay. <laughs> so the year is 1981 and it's early in the morning on July 2nd. I'm talking like 8 a.m. vibes. Super early. So Mary's landlady, we'll call her Pansy. Her name's Pansy uh, Carpenter. But Pansy is coming to her apartment to give her a telegram because telegrams were still a thing then. Um, The internet also includes her address. And at first I wasn't going to say it, but now I'm going to include it because like, what if one of you all is living there? I would want to know if I was living in the apartment that this happened in. So the apartment was 1200 Cherry Street, Northeast St. Petersburg, Florida. I'm zillowing that. I'm so sorry. So if you live there, Know that this happened and it could happen to you. I'm just kidding. I don't don't know if you can say that. No, I'm just teasing because I don't think spontaneous human combustion is real. So I don't think it's going to happen to you. But back to our scheduled programming. Pansy goes to open the door and let's assume she knocked first because rude. But she um, touches the doorknob and notices that it is super warm to the touch. So Pansy, of course, calls the police to come. And once the police get there, they find what we can assume to be Mary. So it was a a large pile of ashes with some human remains found in the chair Mary had been sitting in, or I guess what we assume she had been sitting in. The only parts that were left of Mary were her backbone, skull, and part of her left foot, which was still wearing her slipper. The picture that I'm going to put on Instagram Oh, you can see her little old lady slipper. Like, I'm not going to look. I'm not going to look. look. But I know how much the house is worth. It's like a million dollars. No shit. Yeah. You can, the amount of the mortgage is around like $6,000 per month. And then the rent estimate is 4700 Is it nice? Um, I wouldn't live in it per se, Let but I don't think it's like ugly. It's just, it's just a house. It's just your average, yeah. But it's like on a the good location, old yeah. northeast. It's a good location. It's cool. I love it. I bet it's haunted. I don't know. It might not be. Anyways, her little slipper, bless her sweetheart. And if you look at the picture, that is like, that is what I would describe old lady shoe to a T. It is. Yeah. Well, I have some like that loafers. They're like black loafers, you guys. And you know, if you're wearing any short skirts with cute white frilly socks, you're going to wear some loafers. And I don't know how to explain it, but she even has like old lady ankle. Okay. Thank heavens. Because I love old lady shoes. And I was like, damn, she's going to insult the shoes more. <laughs> no, like she's got old lady ankle. Bless her heart. Bless her sweet angel heart. All right, so Wikipedia says, after saying that, and then I'm going into saying this. Yeah, you just said Wikipedia. (laughs) I use Wikipedia a lot. So shout out to Wikipedia, you know, whatever. But um, Wikipedia says that her skull had been shrunk to the size of a teacup. What? What? I don't know. It's just what it said. This claim was disputed by a fire researcher who managed to view the scene 
But do with that information what you will. I'm deeply disturbed by this one story. Um, unrelated, our producer, James, just texted, one of you needs to write an episode about the Bermuda Triangle. We will, James. We'll do it, James. This is, I feel like that one for you. That one, that sounds like a Gab episode. Love you. You Jesus. do a good job. You do a good job at that kind of thing. I use Steven. I'm not joking. I use Steven as a prop to help me write all my episodes because he's... Um, Steve's good at that. He he's like, so good at researching. He's, History majors He's like a are, library in his head. No, it's not just Steve though. Aiden Mattis, like Aiden and Steven and all of their little like history people friends, they are powerhouses of researchers. Like they can give you a script in like an hour if they had to, if they had to. They can knock it out. And it is a good, solid script. And I'm like, what? It takes me like three days to write something decent. No, I struggle for real. Gab knows. I've been on a struggle, but struggle. I don't know how history majors got that like end of the stick where it's like, oh, they're not smart because I'm a scientist. I'm in grad school for science. And I'm just like, oh, I need like a week and a half to write this paper. I'm so sorry. And then I have to like go make myself do other things in between because my brain short circuits and I can't. I lose interest. I just shut down. I'm like writing. I'll be like halfway through writing and I shut down. And Steve was like, what are you doing? You should be writing. I'm like, I just need a minute. I'm just going to stare. I'm just going to. Yeah, I can't do it. My brain does not compute. And I have to will, go back to that sucker multiple times for it to like be for it to be decent. Also, I and have to take a break and then I'll reread it and I'll be like, okay, I know what to write now. And it'll be like a day later. Yeah. But if I try to continually write, then it ends up being gobbledygook. It's a fun word. I know Kaylee said that at work the other day when she was training. She said a bunch of gobbledygook. And that is the first time I have heard that word in so long. <laughs> and now I want to like make it part of my vocabulary again. I just feel like you'll have to find these specific areas. Because if you used it in this episode, um, it would sound bad. No, I just used it, didn't I? I mean, in you know. But not about in the- reference to, I can't, yeah. yeah. I'm staring at the picture as we say this. And I can't That's say gobbledygook I'm while like, I'm looking at her foot. Not great. No. But is that really just, that's it? Also, why did they publish the photos? I feel like it's a little bit private. Like it you wanna- is. Photos are leaked all the time, though. Like, you can, I don't know if I should say that. I've looked up a lot of photos that um, are questionable, like crime scene photos, and they actually show that shit. Online? Yes. I've never, I just feel like, like if for I were instance, to die, I don't want people to post me dead. No, and, and it is rude. It's and it is rude that I even Google it. Like it's even rude. It's rude to the people looking it up to, to find the shit. But like. You're curious. Yeah. It's like morbid curiosity. Like when some people have hung themselves. Like, um, am I allowed to say, James, cut it out if I'm not, but Jeffrey Epstein. Did you Google that? Yes, I did. I've never Googled anything gory just because. Images stick in my mind, and when I close oh, it my eyes, with it'll me like forever. Yeah, I can't. Jeffrey do that. Epstein's though, I'm like, is that real? But you can see his. I feel like we can't go into that on this podcast. No, no. It's a little bit of a kind no, of worms. We're not gonna do that. We're not uh, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> we're venturing off. Okay, so also uh, just a little note: there were plastic containers near the fire that had been melted and like lost shape. So you know, like the fire got pretty hot. Obviously, it burned up a body to ash, but the plastic all nearby was melted, but not burned to a crisp. So on July 7th, the chief of, of police, J.R. Reichert? Reichert. Reichert. Reichert, I feel like. He sent a box full of evidence that contained like glass shards from the scene, small objects they thought were her teeth, and the slipper. And some carpet cutouts to the FBI director, J. Edgar Hoover. Wait, what? I've heard that name before. J. Edgar Hoover. I think it was a common name back in, you know, the old days. Someone's going to be like, Brenna, you don't know who J. Edgar Hoover is? The blah, blah, blah. I feel like he's probably done. He's an FBI director. You have to do something significant to be FBI director. I'm assuming. I know that name sounds like it's more than just an FBI director to me. But Are you mixing him up with Herbert Hoover? No, because I know that was the president. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Back when Herbert Hoover was in the White House. 
right? An American politician who served as the 31st president of okay. the United States. Thank Please God. never ask me about the U.S. president. Thank I God. moved here at the age of 15. No, there was at one point in time where I had to memorize him in school. So I better I know. never had that experience. I was memorizing Caribbean nations, CARICOM nations, you know, just not American president. Oh, I have to say this before I forget. My sister-in-law, Kami, which she listens to every one of our episodes. Thank oh. you, Kami. I know. But she was listening to your and Steve's episode about zoos. And she was like, apparently in that episode, I haven't listened to it. Shame on me. But did you witness a dog getting eaten by a snake? Yeah. Gab. Well, she asked, uh, she asked me about it. She That's was why like, I'm afraid of snakes. Yeah. Well, she, see, I feel like I knew that on some level. But she asked me about it and she was like, so she just like chilled there. And I was like, I'm sure she was in shock watching it. Well, the thing is the snakes, they're, uh, I guess a spinoff of anacondas or something in that well, family. Also, a python. Like, she's from python. Trinidad. So that kind of shit. That... So we have these really long snakes and I don't remember the name of them, but I remember being a small child and like it was hanging from our, like our house was massive and it was hanging from the second story bathroom window oh, to Gabby. the ground. But that was one of the snakes. Bless but that same type of snake swallowed a small dog. They swallow, they will, they will literally They can just, like, swallow children. Like, yeah. yeah. So the snakes oh, back home me, are and I was like, oh, gnarly. Gab has such a fear of snakes that like we can't even play video games that have snakes on them because yeah, they freak me out. Because she wanted, she was like, well, I have a very sweet snake. I don't remember her snake's name. Bindi. I love pythons She's got a very sweet, and stuff like yeah, that. I think it's a python. And she was like, I would like to show it to Gabby just because it's such a nice, docile, sweet I've taken care snake. of snakes before, but it's just in my mind. Snakes well, yeah, in general if you see flash that, me back to that. And this has nothing to do with the episode. I'm sorry. <laughs> but that just popped into my head. And I was like, I'm going to ask Gabby about it before I forget about it. Bless your heart. Hello, everyone. Stakuyi here. And I'm Gabby. And we are the hosts of History of Everything, a podcast which you can probably guess by the name is, well, I mean, it's about everything. Do you want to know why people thought potatoes were evil and would give you syphilis? Are you curious about all the stories of the terrible and stupid ways that people have kicked the bucket over the years? Do you want to hear tales about all of the different badasses of history and the lives that they had brought to life? Well, if so, then look no further. History of Everything is just the right podcast for you. It's available on Spotify, Pandora, and anywhere else that you get your podcast from. Join us for some fun and just see how weird and wacky history can be. Everybody shush! William Shatner has something to say. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you do when the woman you love dies? Well, of course you dig her up and you live with her. Aww. Yeah. The show examines weird things. There are plenty of old photographs from this time period of children out in the streets playing in and among the dead horse carcasses. Oh, I miss those days. Things used to be so much simpler. Cat and Jethro. Then there's the urine wheel, which sounds like a really bad game show. They've done weird things. Cat and Jethro, Box of Oddities. That is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the Box of Oddities. The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media. Where was I even at? Oh, the FBI. At Hoover. Hoover. We went off on presidents, but back. Anyways, so the FBI concluded that Mary had been incinerated by something called the Wick Effect. And I had never heard about this before. I know. Oh, this is so cool to me, though. It's morbid. It's one of those things that you're like, Brenna, you think that's cool? Yes, I do. Basically, it's where humans can be a candle, which, why did I just think to myself, like, if the end of the world ever happens, I know where I'm getting my heat source. (laughs) That's fucked. So people have allegedly used human fat to make, you know. Well, it makes sense. Candles, if they yeah, had to. Yeah, if you got it, use it. I mean, don't so, kill to use soap. it. That is alleged. Soap. Because no, what makes there was soap a, would be fat, you know. But there was a woman. I want to write an episode about that. There is a woman who. Uh, human a, soap. A famous, yeah, a famous serial killer who literally made people into soap and gave it to all the people in the neighborhood. That's yeah. messed up. But did it, did she flavor it so it didn't smell like? I don't know. Interesting. I'm gonna write about that in the future. We're gonna go into that because humans being made into soap really fascinates me. 
just the human fat, like what all human fat can be used for. But that's neither here nor there. So for those of you who don't know, the wick effect is the partial or total destruction of a human body by fire where the clothing soaks up melted human fat and acts like the wick of a candle. So this happens under certain conditions and has actually been observed quite a bit before. So basically, a person can continue burning through their own fat after catching on fire. The body of a human, if they have clothes on, acts like a sort of inside-out candle. So the human fat is like the candle and the clothing is like the wick. All I'm hearing from this is be naked. Yeah, basically, be naked. Nudist colony when? I'm here for it. Um, So fat, I keep saying so. I'm sorry, guys. But fat contains a large amount of energy from the presence of long hydrocarbon chains. So it can keep the fire going for a long time before the source is used up. But anyway, back to Mary. Her family said that she was known to use sleeping pills. As as most of us do, right? I stopped. Now I'm like on the up and up. I stopped drinking. I'm proud of I stopped you. taking like You're anything drinking right to help now. me sleep. <laughs> oh, I know. But like I stopped like drinking regularly. It's I'm like proud a, of you. You know, and occasional. You don't drink often at all. It's like a one-time drink. Once I quit my job, it's been really easy to not be stressed. Man, I can't wait until I can quit my job. And now, right now I'm sleep. on beta blockers because of stress, because of my job. The day before yesterday, I worked a 14 fucking hour shift. I'm sorry. And you're salaried. So. And I'm salaried. So do I get paid extra for it? No. But God forbid I work less than eight hours. But we're not... We're not doing that. Been there, done that. Um, no, and it's, just it's not just life. like, a, oh, Brenna. It's like an everyone thing. Everyone where I work is working at minimum 90 hours. But anyways, Mary. <laughs> Mary. <sighs> so Mary liked her sleeping pills to go to bed. Um, her family had a theory that Mary had fallen asleep while smoking a cigarette. And the cigarette ignited her nightgown. I like to picture Mary in a nightgown. It could have been any other pajamas. <laughs> oh my God. No, older ladies like nightgowns. I like nightgowns. I do but too. like the short ones though, like the short frilly ones. You know what you I'm like talking about? Not- so like back whenever I was a caregiver many moons ago, um, I would sleep in her nightgowns. That sounds weird, but it's not that weird if you know her. I would sleep in her nightgowns and... They're actually very comfortable. Old lady nightgowns are comfortable. Some of them that have the like lace frill around the neck, those are miserable. Oh, they have to be at the bottom, not around the neck. No, not, no. Some of them have it around the neck. And I'm like, what the fuck were you all doing? You know but, what they were doing. You know they, what they were doing. Yeah, they, they put on like that specific nightgown. 13 children. Yeah, they put on that specific nightgown when they needed to. They knew what was up. Bounce chicka wow, wow. <laughs> All right, so I did it again. (laughs) Once the fire started going, the amount of fat and other flammables, like for instance, the chair she's sitting on, could be enough to burn the entire human body. Her daughter-in-law said in an interview, quote, the cigarette dropped to her lap. Her fat was the fuel that kept her burning and the floor was cement and the chair was by itself. There was nothing around her to burn. So that could explain why the fire just stayed in one place. Because it burnt up the fuel source, her fat, and then it went out. That makes a lot of sense because I used to take Unisom. I started taking it in 2019 when I was in college and I was pregnant with Joya. And it was to help with, uh, what's the word? Morning sickness. You take Unisom and some vitamin B. And it it really helped. But the reason why it helped is it would knock me out. You can't throw up if you're asleep. If you're asleep, yeah. But then I kept taking it because it helped me go to bed at night. After I had Joya, I went back to work two weeks later. And then I got my job at, you know, the lab. And then I kept working, you know, through the pandemic in 2020 till this year. And I was so stressed all the time that I could never sleep. I will literally get home from work. I'd be stressed about work. I'd can unwind. I'd go to bed. I'm still stressed about work. So I couldn't fall asleep. And then I wake up and I go to work. So I just started taking Unisom to go to bed. And it will knock you out. Like if you are like sitting up, like once you take your Unisom, you will literally fall asleep sitting up. My heart would pound so bad until I literally pass out. Um, and that's the only I way I slept with a pounding heart every night. And I even take, like I said, I take a beta blocker right now for anxiety. I used to take it because of Graves' disease because my thyroid's fucked up. Well, not my thyroid. 
my immune system attacks my thyroid. But I took it because my heart would race because I had hyperthyroidism. So my heart was in overdrive. But now my thyroid levels are in check, but my heart is still in overdrive. So my endocrinologist is like, honey, that's um, from stress. That's not from your thyroid. I'm like, oh, fun. So I take it's a beta hard. blocker before bed to try to slow my heart down. The other night I was up all night panicking for reasons that are work related. And then I woke up, I finally fell asleep, woke up at 5 a.m., sweating balls, just panicked. Did some Googling. I used to wake up crying over work. Yeah, and people are like, oh, you just need to disconnect yourself from your you job. You literally can't. That's at when you place, work in healthcare. When you work in healthcare and it is constant, like it's a constant stream of you have to do your job or people are not going to get results. Or like if yeah. you, even when you're doing your job, you feel like you're not doing enough because there's always more work. It's, you can't just disconnect from your job. No, the it's work doesn't like, stop. It's a 24 hour thing. And, and I mean, patience, you don't want mental. patience to wait for long hours to get their results back. It never stops. And if you don't do it, the work doesn't get done. So it's not like, a oh, I clock out at five o'clock, ready to go home. No, it's like, a, oh, if it takes me 14 hours to get these patients resulted out, then my ass has to sit here for 14 hours until the patients get resulted out. It's crazy. And then I have to turn around and do it again the next day. And the next day. And the next day. People are like, oh, it's, it's December. So we're just going to circle back in the new year. I'm like, you can't do that in healthcare. <laughs> no. You got to just do your job. Like, don't unfortunately. Do, don't do healthcare, people out there. I Sorry. mean, do do it. Do do it because it's good for the patient. Patients matter. <sighs> but don't do it. For your for your health. Like, you're helping their health. But think about your health. <laughs> no. I'm miserable. <laughs> respectfully. I don't, I don't know. Not disrespectfully. Like, I'm miserable at where I am. Power through it and then pivot. Because my whole You've goal. You've got to be a special kind of person to be able to keep power up. through it. Yeah. Oh, I was absolutely miserable. That's it why. It's not for the faint of heart. She's making fun of me for like drinking and I'm making fun of me for drinking. But like literally that was my coping. Don't use it as a coping mechanism. That is my disclaimer. Do not. But that was how I survived for years because it's just. It's what you got to do. No, I'm to the point of burnout where I'm just like, I'm barely. So my coping mechanism right now is buying fucking tarantulas. <laughs> um, she has so many spiders, you guys. One day we're going to hear about Peter Parker and it's going to be um, Brenna, Brenna Hatter. Brenna Hatter. How cool would that be? I wouldn't have to work anymore. What are you going to, how are you going to make money as Spider-Man? Spider-Woman? You don't need to make money as Spider-Man. I'm sleeping in webs. <laughs> 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 all right you heard it here first so i'm sorry james we went very left field there but we leave did. it in because people deserve to know they're not alone <laughs> all right next up we have michael Faherdy. Faherdy. i feel like i'm gonna say Fahardy. the word fart farty and i don't want to do that just say Faherdy. Faherdy. probably <laughs> okay so michael was a 76 year old man that lived in Galway, Ireland, and he was found dead on December twenty second, twenty ten. These are a lot of Christmas. This is recent. Deaths. This is recent. Yeah, twenty ten. I don't want to. I don't. Wanna, I'm not gonna listen. I'm gonna be like la la la. You you talk though. No, you can listen. I'm nervous. Like I said, I don't think, and you know me, I think everything's real. I think brownies are real. Uh, little things in the grass that make you lost in a field because they turn directions while they're under your feet. I have so many stories about that in Trinidad. I'm gonna cover it. Uh, and it's gonna be fun uh but yeah so michael was found to be extremely burned and there were no accelerants found at the scene or anything that could have been taken as foul play the fireplace nearby apparently couldn't have been the cause and after examining the scene thoroughly a coroner decided that the cause of death had to be spontaneous human combustion of course a decision like that in today's society will come with a lot of controversy so a lot of people um think that that is not how he died um i kind of think i feel like it had to have something to do with the fireplace but that's just me could you imagine being a coroner and having to say oh man i don't know how he died it was spontaneous you know i feel like i would be so stressed as a coroner I'd well yeah because everyone's like gonna know the fuck it's not that's not real yeah and then you just look like the loony coroner especially in like in the 1800s yeah Everyone was probably like, witchcraft. But nowadays, 2010, you're going to come out with a, 
he spontaneously burst into flames. I feel bad for that coroner. They probably had literally no other explanation. And I'm they sure like, it probably does is- look like that. But like, like I said, there, we weren't there. If it's someone that's home alone, we don't know what circumstances could have happened before and if it was the fire. Someone who wasn't home alone, John. <clears throat> John, murder. <laughs> John, Larson, we're on to you. <laughs> All right. So, what is the real cause of spontaneous human combustion? Now we're going to get into that. The most common characteristic seen in these cases, it's it's a list. Um, sorry, I'm moving my face away from the mic because it's itchy. Steve added, he added more points. He's he like, added more. I had six points and Steve's like, not enough. He was like, there were Where more, Gabby. Six more. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, Steven I like it. Sometimes like, helps us. And um, which is greatly appreciated because Steve is, a, he's a real one. He's smart. All right. <laughs> smart. Number one of these characteristics is the victims were older, usually over 60. Number two. Victims were overweight. The candle. Because the fat, the fat effect. Like, I don't want to be that guy, but you got more fat, you can burn longer. Say psych right now. Not psych. You got more fat, you can burn longer. I'm sorry. Number three, victims led inactive lives. What is going on? This is bad for me because I'm a fucking potato. Right. I'm exhausted by the time I get home from work. Literally, I sit my ass on the couch. Me and my, me and my spiders, we just, no, I'm just kidding. They're in their cages. <laughs> but you're not going to spontaneously combust because you're not. I don't drink alcohol. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Which brings me to my next number. Number four, victims were alcoholics. What? They had one drink on Christmas Eve. One, not all of them. Twelve probably. drinks on Christmas Eve. I'm sure every case doesn't isn't that they were alcoholics, but that is like a a common thing. But you know, what do they say? Causation is not necessarily correlation. Isn't that a thing that people say? Correlation is not necessarily <laughs> correlation. <laughs> correlation does not equal causation. Corre- correlation we does not equal causation. You all know. You're picking up what I'm putting down. Number five, women were more prone to spontaneously combust than men. What the <laughs> fuck Sexism. is this? What the fuck Sexism. is that? This Steve? is why. No, I'm just kidding. We Steve need... didn't put that one in. I did. <laughs> this is why we need feminism. I'm sorry. We're going to spontaneous combustion. Combust? That is it. All right. So number six, at the scene, there were often an external flame, such as a candle or fireplace. I feel like that's what happened with Michael is like a fireplace type deal. Number seven. Combustion was extremely rapid. Number eight, the flames were difficult to extinguish. How do we know? What is it? That's, that's hard. They're difficult to extinguish because um, I, f- I feel like they go out on their own. I don't know. In the cases that we have discussed, they go out on their own. But we think because yeah, like no one's there. With doctors like examining it, it burns for a longer time. That makes sense. Number nine, the flames produced a strong empyremic odor. So I guess it fucking stunk. Yep. Number 10, the surrounding room was coated with a thick yellow greasy film because of human fat. Uh, Number eight, the fire usually consumed the trunk of the body. I hate to call it trunk, but... Yeah, the trunk of the body, but left the head and other extremities intact. So, like, legs and arms are probably still going to be there in these cases. And number 12, the accidents occurred during fair weather and more often in winter than in summer. It makes sense, though, because your legs, legs are typically, like, there's usually, it's carrying your entire body. It's, like, less, it's, like, less fat. In your legs, you'll have more muscle. I I feel like it makes sense that it would burn like the 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 base of the body first. Yeah. Because we we also don't have statistically speaking, we have more fat on like our bellies and our butts and stuff like that. Yeah. Arms, maybe. And I also feel like it makes more sense that it happens in winter because in winter, you're going to have more fires around than not, which is why I don't think it's actually spontaneous because I just feel like there are other contributing factors that go along with it. Hey y'all, spooky season is here. 
And if you're looking for a show to whet your appetite for a little haunted history, then I'd like to invite you to check out Southern Gothic, a chart-topping history podcast that explores some of the most infamous legends, folklore, ghost stories, and hauntings of the American South. We've covered all sorts of stuff from the Bell Witch of Tennessee to the disappearance of the Confederate submarine, the H.L. Hunley, not to mention our deep dives into the local lore of some of America's oldest and most haunted cities like New Orleans, Charleston, and St. Augustine. So if you're ready for a little good old-fashioned Halloween storytelling with a commitment to quality historical research, then be sure to check out Southern Gothic today. It's available now on all your favorite podcast apps. So Chris didn't go with me to the reptile expo today like he was supposed to. And I was like, I'm not going to buy another tarantula because I bought one two days ago. <laughs> when you asked me and I said, don't get one, you got yeah, one? Yeah, I was like, I'm, not just, I'm just thinking about it. I'm not going to do it. I did it. <laughs> I literally was like, oh, she's not going to do it. Oh, but it's a curly hair and she's so cute and she's so docile. I could probably hold her. And I know a lot of you tarantula people are, are going to come for me. You're going to be like, don't fucking hold tarantulas. Don't do it, bitch. The tarantulas don't like it. And while I agree with you, I don't hold my tarantulas. But what if the little curly haired girl just wanted to get in my hand just one time? I'm telling Chris that you, I'm on his side now. No, he got a little mad and was like, Brenna, you're doing this as like a coping mechanism. True. But he was like, you need to stop doing this. We don't need any more tarantulas. And I was like, fine. When I go to the reptile expo tomorrow, I'm not even going to get a tarantula. I'm just going to get a jumping spider, just a little tiny babe, and then I'll take it home. But then 10 minutes before we were supposed to leave, he decides he doesn't want to go. So what does Brenna do? Brenna buys another tarantula, bitch. A Brazilian black, to be specific. Because they're hard to come by. <laughs> Grandma stole a polka. You can't not get a Grandma stole a polka if you find one. It's a little baby. It's in Gabby's bedroom because I didn't want to um, leave it in the car. Because it's spiders. cold. And then I got three jumpers. James is like, this episode is, oh, don't you have to be somewhere in like 15 minutes? Ah! All right. So as far as the scientific community goes, the majority of us are not convinced that it is caused by anything internal or even spontaneous for that matter. The way the fire is limited to the victim isn't that far-fetched when you take into consideration that fire dies out naturally when it runs out of a fuel source. The fuel source being they are, they're fat in our bodies. So it would make sense that when the fat's gone, the fire goes out. And I do think the wick effect is to blame for the majority of the spontaneous combustion cases that I've came across. That is so metal. Like humans are candles. I love it. I mean, I hate it. I hate it. But I kind of like it. I mean, I it is scary. Deeply unsettled by it. Because I feel like. Just don't catch yourself on fire. Stop, drop, and roll, baby. Unless you're, you're knocked out on sleeping Have pills. Have you ever tried to stop drum and roll if you're a little bit, you a know. little bit tipsy? Yeah. You're just, you're, you've you're never just got drop. drop. You've never got drunk and rolled down a hill? I have. I, <laughs> back in 2020, um, everyone times. after a really long, we had one day off during 2020. Yeah. And afterwards, everyone would go out and drink yeah. a lot after those like 16 hours. It was 16 hour shifts, six day a week. Um. Everyone would drink, and then some people would roll around the floor. Some people unnamed, not unnamed. Me, don't know who wasn't Gab. Um, it's really hard to was roll. Was it Sot Man? Was I can picture Sot Man doing it. He Sot hates Man that was, name. Sot Man was so normal. Sot, Sot Man just gets chill. This is sweetheart. Sot Man he, doesn't he's get hyper. The rest of us are like bouncing off the walls, and Sot Man's just like melting into the couch. When he listens to this episode, he's gonna be like, "Bruno, why did you call me Sot Man? Because I call him that at work, and he hates it. Privacy, privacy is for you." We did it for you, buddy. We love you. Mwah. I asked him to sit by me at the Christmas party and he was like, what? Like we're friends? <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> no, we're like enemies. We secretly love each other. As far as for how the fire starts, I personally think it varies from case to case. Um, so for example, Mary, our girl Mary was a known smoker. I'm with you, Mary, on this. I would be too if I could. But it would make sense that in Mary's case, the, a cigarette started the fire. Statistically speaking, the majority of cases where we blame spontaneous human combustion, the victims are mostly elderly, alone, or sitting down, sleeping near a source of ignition. So there seems to be a pattern with cases of like a lit cigarette or like I think that the fireplace was the cause of Michael's maybe like he had a fire going and then 
some, you know how when you have a fire going, the little, what are they called? Not embers. The little shits will fly through the sky. The little flames. Have you ever like burned fire or cardboard we or something? We had a ginormous, we have a ginormous fire once a week around Christmas because of all the yeah. packages. And the stuff like goes it up, up. Yeah, it I shoots up into the sky. I don't, so, I don't know what they're called, but yeah, it yeah, flies around. It flies up the little into sparks. the sky. But anyone who has ever like, hey, I don't know how to fire outside or burn stuff, you're going to see that. So I do feel like maybe that flew and landed on his lap or something. And again, almost all of the cases include the consumption of alcohol, which can be seen as an accelerant or at the very least make victims less aware of an unintentional fire starting nearby. So from the outside eye, what appears to be spontaneous fire could have been started by something. Or if no one was there to view it, how could we even know what caused it, especially considering fires tend to burn up evidence? But in comparison to everything else I have talked about, there is a different case of spontaneous combustion we're going to dive into. Back in the 1930s, farmers in New Zealand found their pants were suddenly and inexplicably randomly catching on fire. I got fire in my pants. (laughs) It's like squirrels in my pants with fire in my pants. I like it. The problem with exploding trousers (laughs) goes back to the first two decades of the 20th century when New Zealand turned to a dairy farming as its main agricultural activity. So then the invasive weed ragwort began to take hold in the country's pastures. Cows avoided eating ragwort because it's poisonous, which caused the weed to spread even faster. So in the early 1930s, farmers demanded a solution from the government. Ragwort was taking over vast meadows and cows were running out of grass to eat. A crisis was on their hands. And here enters a little guy called sodium chloride. This powerful chemical kills ragwort quickly and effectively. Woo! Is, Is it woo? that what caused the, you know, the little spontaneous combust? I don't know, Gab. Is it? I don't know. (laughs) So what farmers didn't realize was that sodium chloride becomes extremely flammable when mixed with organic fibers such as cotton or wool found in pants. Farmers figured out this due to a famous story from 1931 involving Richard Buckley. The farmer spent a day spraying ragwort in his fields. When he came home, he removed his trousers and hung them by the fire to dry. Sounds normal. That's what any of us do when we come home. I dry my pants on the fire. We used to do it when we were little. Snowstorms. We had a, um, I'm sorry, James. We had a wood-burning stove in the basement. So, you know, whenever you're hardcore playing in snow, we didn't have snowsuits or anything. I saw snow at the first time at the age of 18. Oh, that's sad. I'm from a tropical island. We got beaches. Yeah, it is not sad. No, it's not sad. <laughs> Gab's going to take me to Trinidad and it's going to be super fun. In this, August, yeah, my in cousin August. gets married. He gets engaged today. The wedding is the beginning of August. So, I don't know. Make I'm sure your so plans excited. are clear. My plans are clear in August. I am going to Trinidad. I'm going to live my best life. I'm not going to see a dog get eaten by a snake. We're not going into the forest. <laughs> I My house was in the middle of nowhere. It was 10 acres of land with no neighbors around us. So, like, of course I saw a snake eat a dog. But you'll be fine. I will be fine. And it'll be super fun. And I'm super stoked. <laughs> I am very excited. Uh, okay. The farmer. Oh, but before we go back to the farmer, I do want to add, whenever I was younger, we couldn't afford snowsuits and stuff like today's, today's youngins have. So we would layer on like every pair of, um, to fuck, what are they called? Pants? No. Toboggan? Um, Pants? Not toboggan, but I, I wanted to say toboggan, but it's like the, it's the white pants that you, you wear, you all are saying it, it. My listeners are saying it. My sister's saying it. They're expensive now for some reason. They're super expensive to get. But back in the day, they were not. It's like fruit of the loom shit that goes on under. Anyways. Long John? Long Johns. Fucking Long Johns. Why was that not in my head? We would put on layers of Long Johns and then sweatpants. And then we would put on jean pants over top of it. I don't know how why. How does that fit? I, I don't know. I don't know how we made it work, but we made it work. So we would layer on everything and whenever we would come back inside when we had soaked through all the layers, we could put our jeans up and they would just be vibing in place, frozen solid. So we would put them by the fire. Um. 
the fuck? Was it, what is with my tangents today? They're interesting. I'm learning so much. I buried my cousin Forrest in the snow one time and I was like, yeah, I'm going to go run back to the house to get the camera and get mom's camera to take a picture of you. And I never went back. I went back to the house, stripped off all my clothes. I was eating pizza, drinking sodas. I you were vibing. a menace. I know. And he's just buried in the snow with only his face out. He eventually came back home and was like, Brenna, what the fuck? <laughs> Did your pants catch on fire at the fire? Just the segue, you know, just back to the um, EP. They did not. But you know whose pants did catch on fire? Was it Richard? It was dick. Richard's. When he came home, he removed his trousers, hung him up to dry. The pants exploded without warning shortly afterwards. And you know what? Buckley somehow got the pants outside into the grass where they continued to explode for a few more minutes. So they were popping. They were burning. They were booming. The farmer was unhurt, but of course he was super surprised because his pants exploded. Other farmers, other than our friend Richard, weren't so lucky. One report said a pair of pants started to smolder due to friction from horseback from riding. Oh, that would do it. Oh, that'd be so bad. Ouch. Oh, and ride on the junks too. (laughs) (laughs) So other farmers (laughs) suffered from serious burns. The worst cases led to death. What? Yep. One farmer ignited a match in his home because, you know, no electricity, which resulted in an explosion that killed him as he went to check on his baby. Did Steve write this one? Steve wrote that. Well, that's why I sound so surprised when I'm reading it. He put some stuff in here. Steve added a little. Steve will will do that. The epidemic of exploding pants didn't last long, however. Anecdotes quickly spread throughout New Zealand and scientists discovered the cause of the fire. The sodium chlorate. So to apply sodium chlorate, farmers had to mix the powder with water and then the spray got all over the ragwort and mercilessly killed the weed. The chemical also seeped in the farmer's clothes. Hence how we get stories like Richard. So when the liquid dried, the tiny crystals left behind blended with the cotton fibers in the denim jeans. And it, of course, caused the mixture to become highly flammable. It's crazy how shit like that happens and, like, you don't know the cause of it until later. Just an innocent little thing like trying to kill some ragweed. So even a small increase in temperature or a hard impact could set off the volatile substance. Use of sodium chlorate declined rapidly after farmers learned the truth of what was causing all of their pants to catch on fire. So, yeah, if this has taught you anything, it is that there is often an answer dumb as it may be to any mystery disagree steve wrote that there's not (laughs) often an answer to mysteries but i will say i do think spontaneous human combustion has been debunked and it's not actually spontaneous now as for other mysteries science doesn't always have an explanation but does science explain this one yes you're not going to spontaneously combust i think you just cured like a lot of people's anxiety Whenever I first started researching it, I was like, I'm going to fucking die probably for thinking about it. You know, because like Shadow Man type deal, you think about it and then he comes to see you. You've never seen Shadow Man. So now I'm like. I "Mm." seen him when I was awake. Mm. That's not how Shadow Man works. You've got to be asleep. some people, I seen him when I was awake. You got to hear like the freaking like horses going through. Well, there's horses. My mom hears horses going through the house. So like a um when she's asleep carriage yeah and it wakes her up and then there's shadow man so. damn so even mama sees shadow man oh my god it's so common where I'm from like everybody's seen a shadow figure I seen him when I was awake you, usually if you haven't listened to shadow involved. man episode go listen to it but he was just like peeking at me like he was curious I didn't find it curious I found it terrifying but I was praying I was slaying. <laughs> No, I was praying in the corner of my bed. Anyways, we I have somewhere to be. I have somewhere to be. Yeah, this was spo- this was actually supposed to be a short episode. I told Gab, no worries. We're going to wrap it up so fast. And I have went on more tangents in this episode than I have in any episode prior. We're up to like an but, hour and three minutes. But holy it's shit. It's been fun. Yeah, it's been fun. I, I liked so this much episode. about you. I feel like you got like a little vent in. And I um, just want to put in a little disclaimer that my memory is shit. I don't remember anything. And I repeat myself. So, um, yeah, I'm going to tell you all things in episodes multiple times. 
I told you all about the dog food thing more than once. My sister was like, Brenna, people are going to think you have a fetish. It's going to get weird. <laughs> so just take everything I say with a grain of salt is like my stories wise. Just let me tell you my stories multiple times. And then you just pretend I never said it the first time. Make me feel good. Yeah. But if you or a loved one have spontaneously human combust, write us and let us know. Or if you live in the house where the person spontaneously human Ooh. combusted. I would love to know because that house is worth a, a, a lot. I would like to be your friend. Yeah. Because if you ever want to sell it um, for less than what it's worth, call me. No, I don't want to buy it. I just want to be your friend because if you live in that house, you got a lot of money and I want to use you. <laughs> take me, take me places. Let me use you. I'm just kidding. I kid. It <laughs> <laughs> sounds fucked up. I kid, I kid. But yeah, write us at mystery of everything pod at gmail.com go to our instagram if you want to see mary research foot instagram's gonna be like delete but we'll see i feel like they'll keep it i don't know i don't know it is a foot it's like a whole foot with our slipper you made that account right it's linked to your instagram yeah. okay cool you can post wherever you want girl yeah <laughs> they delete both accounts if you have like a main account and then a joint account they'll delete all oh, of well, my account. main account is not popping so, so. They can delete it. It's all right. Surely <laughs> they'll report it first. And oh, sometimes it depends. It depends. Um, I've had friends because we posted get, cocaine bear his body. They don't care about cocaine bear. It was his body. Yeah, they don't care about a bear. But if it was like a human body, no, they'd be like, it oh. was the man's body. We posted oh. his. I think. Did I post his flat body? You can Google his flat body if you want. But that's sad because that is recent and that is an actual person. That's terrifying. Yeah. Um. Fuck. We gotta go. Okay. Bye. Uh, yeah. Bye, guys. We love you guys. Yeah. Uh, sub to our, our Patreon when we make it. We really need to make. We it. really need to make it. Bye, guys. <laughs> and scene. <laughs>